Welcome to episode 38 of the Magnificently Huge Podcast. This week, we're going to have to whittle our record collections down to just the cream of the crop. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Hello listener, this is Brian. This week, my friends Chris and Eric are going to join me, and we're going to get marooned, if you recognize the song in the background. Uh, Hopefully you get the super subtle reference there. Okay, um, we're going to be talking about Desert Island Discs, the idea being that if you could only listen to 10 albums for the rest of your life which albums would those be and why would you pick them hopefully we'll learn a little bit about ourselves in the process um i've gotten some feedback feedback that you know it's hard to maybe engage with the podcast because the first segment we do is called the fresh shit and that's where we talk about what we've been doing for the last week what we've been watching reading that sort of thing And it can go in a bunch of different directions. And some of the feedback I get is, uh, hey, when are you going to get to the topic? Well, there is fresh shit in this episode. So if you want to just hear the Desert Island Disc discussion, skip to minute 31. But if you do, you're going to miss the talk about Hamilton. So do that at your own risk. Anyway, about it, there are notes in your podcast app. So if you're listening on Apple Music or on Google Play or SoundCloud, uh, look at the show description and uh, you can find the the topics that we're talking about and when you can fast forward to listen to the topics you care about. And in this week's episode, we made a playlist of all the songs that we are mentioning in this show. So there's a Spotify list and there's an Apple Music playlist and we encourage you to check that out as well. So thank you for that feedback. If you want to send us more feedback, you can reach us uh, with an email. Uh, we're magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com or hit us on Twitter at maghuge on facebook.com slash magnificently huge and also on instagram we are magnificently huge so with that yeah let's uh let's hand it over to the team and let's talk about our desert island discs hey it's the magnificently huge podcast it certainly is i'm brian hey we keep forgetting to introduce ourselves i'm brian i'm eric i'm chris this episode will be hitting your ears a week later than usual, which means like two weeks later than it was actually recorded. This is part of our uh, doubleheader recording session on Super Bowl Sunday. and Because yeah. uh, go, go team of your I choice. Also, uh, I'd like to read some emails that we got on the last show. Uh, oh, yeah, nice. please. Bohevas376 said, I don't like that you don't not like no sports. Sports is cool. You're lame. <laughs> Shit. And there's like no 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 punctuation in there at all. Uh, I've got this other one, uh, Raiders fan two zero zero two, and it says, "What's a book?" Um, okay. And then there's this other one here from Bohevis, and he says, w- "What else am I going to watch while eating all these snacks?" So that's the response we've had to our sports show. Um, I'm glad everybody liked it. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised none of them said, "I bet you all don't stand for the anthem when you watch." Ooh, I bet that was the one that was in all caps. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're always in all caps and they're misspelled. Okay. Yes. So um, you thought for a second there I had some actual email, though, didn't you? I'm so no. sorry. <laughs> no. Neither of us think that at all. Neither of us think we that at all. We just recorded the sports episode. I'm pretty sure the reactions haven't come in yet. No, but I, I, I served with, I have some emails and I heard one of you go, oh, yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. we were sincere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay enough of this let's do some fresh shit this shit is fresh all right this is the segment where we talk about um media and stuff that we've been uh partaking of in the last week or so so uh Leading up to Super Bowl Sunday, Eric, do you have any more fresh shit? Yeah, you know, I tried watching some Netflix shows because I, I'm kind of in my own bubble, usually, with what I watch. So I tried to expand and watch some shit I've never tried watching before. Here's a couple. Uh, there was, I guess, an anime TV series of Godzilla that's on Netflix. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. I hear good things about this. I watched about 10 minutes of it, and I'm just like... I don't care. Nothing's happening. I don't understand. Why? And then I went, oh, anime. I would have gone, oh, Godzilla film. Yeah, but there was no Godzilla. Did you get an anime? It's like it's in the future, and they're in space, and the Earth is a wasteland. And Two years earlier. What? Two years earlier? We were just in space. What happened? What? So it's just confusing. So there wasn't even a Gadzuki? It was just nothing? Eh, it was was a lot of talking and, you know, like like meaningfulness that doesn't mean anything because it doesn't have context i felt like the the monkey in speed racer who keeps going ah <laughs> um, well and from there i went and i tried to watch altered carbon which is about uh the actor that guy from the killing uh being brought back from the, the guy dead from suicide squad yeah and forced to wear like an emo haircut because apparently in the future we're all going to have flying cars that promise still hasn't expired and we're all going to have emo haircuts <laughs> and then, my understanding uh, is that this show has an awful lot of killing naked women in it oh yeah yeah that's what i'm told i haven't <laughs> well, started watching it yet that might yeah. be something to look into that sounds like another something then that gets stolen from Blade Runner, right? Because naked woman getting killed, there's like two. But yeah. anyway, yeah, I, I went from that to just, um, yeah, back to reading books. So that's all I got. <laughs> Damn, what you reading for? That's my, that's my favorite Bill Hicks ever. Oh. I've often heard, what are you reading? I've never heard, what are you reading for? Four. <laughs> Good times. So you've just given up on Netflix? Uh, just on those new things. I think I'm still going to go poking okay. through, see if I can find something like of note. But I want to find something no one has told me to watch. Because everyone told me to watch okay. Mindhunter, and I came out of that just going... <sighs> yeah. Well... Uh, there's one on there that someone told me about at work. It's an anime called Devilman Crybaby. And, uh, <laughs> Great title. It's supposed to be really freaking weird, but I haven't watched it because anime's tough. Yeah. But there you go. All right. So, Chris, do you have any, uh, any fresh shit for us? I do have some fresh dookie. Uh, so, I did start watching uh, a show. I think it's on sci-fi or was on sci-fi. Basically, we DVR'd the whole series so we could do our own version of Netflix. 
but it's called Happy, and it stars Christopher Maloney. Oh. And uh, it's the, what's his, I can't, Grant Morrison, the guy that did Constantine Hellblazer uh, comics mm-hmm. and whatnot. Uh, really kind of a demented fellow, uh, but he created it. And basically, Christopher Maloney plays uh, an alcoholic, drugged out, a disgraced former cop who's now a hitman and he somehow gets uh connected with a kid's imaginary friend which is like a flying unicorn voiced by Patton Oswalt and the unicorn's name is Happy and the unicorn's trying to get this fucked up detective uh killer guy to go save the little girl who's been abducted by some sort of child molester uh, and that's pretty much the flow through, but the whole first episode is Christopher Maloney in various states of, uh, stupor and killing a lot of people in very, very bloody fashion and getting the shit kicked out of him in very bloody fashion. So basically he's like a demented punisher, uh, is what I'm <laughs> gathering from this. And so that's the first episode. We haven't gotten any farther yet, uh, but it's really bleak. It's a comedy, really right? Murdery. It's a very dark comedy, yeah. But right. if you like Christopher Maloney doing uh, more scene-chewy type roles, like he did with um, Wet Hot American Summer or uh, Harold and Kumar, go to White Castle, it's kind of in that vein. They just let him loose. He's not doing the Law & Order CSU shit, uh, where he's like the just the standard TV cop. I mean, he yeah. just balls out nuts in this thing, and it's pretty funny to watch. I so. mean, him and John Hamm both have always seemed like two guys who were really supposed to do comedy and actually got yeah. known for a drama, but they're they're funny as fuck. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. So if you can find it on Hulu eventually, I'm guessing it'll probably show up there. I think it's al- it's already on Hulu, I think. Okay. So yeah. just give it a whirl and see the, the, the first hour long episode is uh, they don't really give you a lot. You kind of have to piece it together as you go. So it actually engages you somewhat and they don't, they don't just feed it to you, uh, which I enjoy. So it's, it's not pablum, but basically it's just demented Punisher. So have fun if you watch it. Happy. <laughs> Happy. <laughs> joy. Happy. 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 Joy. Joy. Happy, happy, joy. Is that it for you, Chris, on, uh, on Fresh Shit? Yeah. Otherwise, it's okay. just been watching more uh, Travel Man with Richard Ayoade. Uh And they went to Dubai. He, he somehow conned his production company into getting him and his celebrity guest uh, over to Dubai. And they stayed in like an $8,000 a night <laughs> hotel suite. And uh, all I can say is I never want to go to Dubai because it looks just fucking horrible. It's yeah. just all about <laughs> conspicuous consumption. Uh have you so, seen the yeah. Have you seen the YouTube uh, videos? It's two chains tries the world's most expensivest shit. <laughs> <It's> no, <laughs> rapper two chains. It's on the GQ YouTube channel, oh, wow. and it's this rapper two chains. It's just like you know, just this dude, right? You know, this, yeah, this black rapper dude, and he gets yeah, he gets like this one percenter shit. Like you know, here's this like nine thousand dollar wine you know it's like yeah five hundred dollars a thimble and shit like that and uh, anyway well these guys went they went to an ice cream place uh where it's basically all made on premises but then you you, if you pay up for the the super deluxe it comes in like a uh versace bowl that you get to take home and it's like five hundred dollars for like one scoop of handmade ice cream 
well, with for gold a flecks in it. It's Versace on yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, it's, the gold flakes. So you eat, that happens yeah, to have eat, ice yeah, cream. Yeah, you eat the gold flakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's you literally stupid. poop gold. Good yeah. Job, everybody. But my favorite my favorite line from Iowati in that whole episode, though, is they go outside the city and rent like a dune buggy, and they're just driving around, and he's just not into it at all. And he's very vocal when he's not pleased with the situation. Uh, but at one point, he just... Uh, <laughs> he basically says, it's like, I'm Jerry, Jeremy Clarkson, only less racist, which is the guy from <laughs> Top Gear. So if you're familiar with that one, basically Clarkson, is just, that's like all he... That's his shtick, is just to be a racist douchebag about cars. <laughs> so that was the line. So there you have it. Uh, oh, can I, a right. uh, very quick one that I wanted yeah. to, to sneak in there. Uh, I do, I have liked watching the show, the Goldbergs because it used to be funny, but like in the last year, it's really gone downhill with like the hokiness that makes it the kind of shit sitcom you always thought it was. Right. But they did something particularly <laughs> low this week. They didn't have an episode. Exactly. Uh, they had an episode that focused on the guidance counselor, Tim Meadows plays, and his family, and we're watching it, and we, 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 we stopped halfway through, because we're like, it's really not funny. It's like there's every joke you can see a mile away, doesn't land, isn't funny, is boring and painful. I go and I look, this was a, a failed spinoff pilot. And so rather than just <laughs> throw it away, awesome. they released it as an episode of the Goldbergs. Well, it's, uh, it's sort of like the next step in the Goldbergs universe. It's, uh, it takes place in the 90s after the kids from the Goldbergs have already left the school. And my character, Mr. Glasscott, who uh, becomes principal of William Penn Academy, and, uh, and and there's like some awesome. cameos from the family, but basically, yeah, it's Tim Meadows and his family being unfunny. And this is my cousin. She's really polite. It's like that they're right up and telling you this is the these are the character traits that you should now associate with this people because we don't have the time to actually build characters. And so it's like a backdoor pilot, basically. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Okay. It's a backdoor okay. pilot, okay. except it's not right. because they weren't trying to get it made anymore. They were just recycling the pilot episode. And then I go online because I wanted to find for the sports show. There's a picture of her giving Tim Meadows a sweatshirt that just says sports on it with a happy face football. And I was like, <laughs> that should be the picture for the sports episode. And Do I it. find what it probably is. Yeah, it probably will be. And it, but it's it, it was the promotional thirty second commercial that was played on TV for this episode. I don't have TV, so I never saw this. But they build it as a spinoff special. Basically, we're mm. we're going to do a spinoff for one episode. Yeah, we meant to do that. Here's this horrible episode. Very special spinoff. Yes, that's sort of like when uh, when uh, Sheriff Lobo came out of BJ and the Bear. That's oh, probably, yeah. but that act actually somehow <laughs> became a show. <laughs> or or Enos came out of uh, Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, that was a good era. Can we ever do? <laughs> we should do a show on that on like the worst spinoffs of all time because there are some that are hilarious. Okay. That's I think put you've a, got a show idea. That's yeah, put a pin in it. The, we'll get to it. Put, that in put it in the hopper. Throw throw it in the cool. crock pot. See what comes out. <laughs> all right. Uh, what you got? So I've Brian? got I've got a bunch of stuff. Uh, I finished the fir- the first season of Santa Clarita Diet, and that has a really unsatisfying season finale. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't want to ruin it for you, but yeah, yeah. didn't really end. Um, and then I also saw the the season finale for the Good Place season two. Now, Eric, I don't know if you've seen it, but how amazing was that? 
Did you see it? Oh yeah. The see, yeah. So I really, first of all, I really thought I had the twist figured out, and I did not. Uh-huh. And I also was really concerned about their ability to they they were writing themselves into too many corners. They yeah. just wrote themselves a blank check. They can do anything with that yeah. show now. Oh, I'm real. I, that's um, the thing I love about this show is it's an unending spiral into wherever they want to go. The moment you hit something that you can't write around. They're free to go in another direction completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like nothing. Chris, you got to watch twists. the good place. Get caught up. It's on. Yeah. It's on the list. If nothing else, you got to watch it so that you can watch this uh, season finale episode and see Ted Danson work as a bartender and flip a dish rag over his shoulder, exactly like Sam mm. Malone did. <laughs> I don't need to see that. Yeah, you do. We all do. <laughs> we all need to see okay, Ted Danson okay. and everything. He's genius. A, a new album came out, and I'm I'm very disappointed. So my wife and I were were really enthusiastic about the previous album from AWOL Nation. That's the guy who did that song "Sail." Played it on my ADD song. Yeah. His album called Run a few years back was was really quite good. His new album is called Here Come the Runts. Here and come I'm the pretty runs? sure it's called <laughs> Runt, R-U-N-T. Oh, oh. mine's uh, yeah. better. <laughs> Although, whatever. Uh, I think it's named that because it's like, these are the outtakes that weren't good enough for the other album or something, and so here they come because we have a contractual obligation or something. This album is not good. Um, <laughs> that's like uh, when Monty Python put out the contractually was it the contractual obligation album <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> so, so it's it's one of those things too where like somebody has no no real ideas yeah! and no real lyrics so they just kind of have four words and they sing them over and over and over I'm I'm thinking they should change the name of the band to A Wall Notions. In, anyway, bum, bum, bum. Yeah. I think we need the horn on that one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think that gets the sad trombone or the crickets. But. I I still like the idea. Of, Here come the runs. I mean, I don't you don't you already have in your head how, what the album uh, cover art would be for Here Come the Runs? It's all like shot from yeah. the perspective of the toilet looking up at a butthole. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, let's get so, swifty. I'll get to my last thing by way of these anecdotes. <laughs> so when we went and saw the clapper, there was a lot of senior citizens in the audience. And I have this pet peeve about like, People who can't watch a fucking movie without narrating it to themselves. Like, something doesn't happen unless it comes out of their fucking mouth. Right? <laughs> oh, he's getting the thing. Yeah, shut the fuck up. I didn't pay to listen to you. But when you're with senior citizens, they're used to talking to each other, but they can't hear. So they talk really, really loud. loud. Yeah. Nice. Right. So I, Why is he picking up that... It's it's what's what's funny is there was always that joke from like the 80s of like 
uh, uh, people of color in movie theaters yelling at the screen, you know, like the Eddie Murphy thing or whoever, you know, they can't hear you. These shouting at the characters on the screen. <laughs> White people do a completely different thing, which is to <laughs> affirm it to each other so that you know... Yeah, so that they know you know what's going on. Oh, he just picked that up, but that was the murder weapon, and so they're going to think he did it. Shut up. I swear this is people who grew up with, like, Dora the Explorer and Blue's Clues, like, don't understand that you're supposed to stop talking back to the television, and it stops affirming you after a while. I don't know, but... um, Combine this with, um, just just as an aside, we were at a restaurant, and there's a, there's a trend nowadays where, like, People will just hand their kids a phone and the kid will watch videos on the phone in a public space with the speaker blasting. Yeah, like, that's wrong. I'm going to start buying like dollar store earbuds and just hand them out to people who clearly need some fucking headphones. Anyway. Well, that's um, been going a few. That's like a, like 15 years ago when those Nextel cell phones had come out and it was like the two way walkie talkie. And I swear, I mean, like I could be at work uh, and you'd hear the bleep, and then they talk and then you get the bleep, and it's like you have to walk over and tell them can you just take it outside shut up all i can so, say is that's been going yeah. on forever on the kids if it takes a village to raise a child i think the village should have some say under whether or not you fucking have a child if we're gonna get cursed <laughs> kids, we get to say whether or not an asshole like you would gets to breed that's all i gotta say i'm yeah. sa- all i'm saying all i've ever said is we put some uh, uh um some 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 contraceptive in the water supply and we sell the antidote for it if you want to have kids that's all i'm saying let's no, just no. control the shit i'm saying i'm saying you don't get the antidote unless you can afford it okay like you have to have reached a point in your life where you have enough health insurance that you can insure a kid if you've reached that point in your life okay fine hey whatever now test you want to put together i am down it. for you know i am i think it'll actually so, be really funny to see how fast class systems chase change when rich people start squirting out all the kids and losing their money whereas poor people aren't burdened with kids and so they can now become rich people and so there'll be like this 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 constant uh epoch of people getting rich and poor and rich and poor in their families it'll be good (laughs) uh you guys are social geniuses i'm of the opinion that that you know i'm not gonna have to put up with people talking out loud during a show when they've had to pay as much as they had to pay to see Hamilton, which I went and saw this week. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Turns yeah. out... I am not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. <laughs> there are still people... Old people who don't realize how loudly they're talking to each other in the row right the fuck next to me who paid I don't know how much, you know, what? at least $100 a seat, maybe $300 a seat to fucking talk to each other during fucking Hamilton. I was, you didn't get like a... But they weren't like a... I didn't know this was going to have the rap music in it. Oh, I don't care what they were fucking saying. <laughs> what? I just, what? I just, what? I just let them, I'm just like, shh, I did not pay to listen to you. Like wah, shut up! Wah. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. I remember yeah. when I, I will have my satisfaction. I'm sorry. When I saw the Hunt for Red October the first time, it was at the Cine Capri, the classic Cine Capri in Phoenix, huge screen, mm. beautiful print, uh, just a ball. And uh, except for the woman sitting in a, a row ahead of me, who was like a trophy wife kind of dumb who kept saying to her husband what's going on what does that mean oh no <laughs> oh my yeah, god just, yeah 
die. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's better than when uh, I don't think either of you were with us. It was uh, when Mission Impossible had come out, the Tom Cruise epic. Yeah. And it was at Seneca Pre, and it was a group of us, and we went to uh, a brew pub down the street got and got shit house yeah. drunk. And then, and then we went to this kid, and there were like a the row in front of us were a bunch of kids on on a, on dates. It was like a double date, like from high school, and they're trying to watch the movie, and we were so obnoxious to yeah. the entire thing. I felt really bad for him afterwards, but during I didn't give a shit. But it's like uh, just heckling Tom Cruise through the entire thing. But I remember when the theme song came on, we're like up, like dancing. Yeah, like, oh, we're gonna get kicked uh, out. We're gonna oh get God, kicked out. That was so, awesome. Yeah. Or yeah, Tom. <laughs> I remember Tom Cruise crawling through the air vent, and then uh, Chris <laughs> Vidobia saying, "Oh no, a rat! The most dangerous creature known to man." <laughs> and then we would start getting like the side eye from these kids in front and we're like what what are you gonna do <laughs> turn around and watch uh, so oh, be yeah i went and saw hamilton this week oh, uh, sorry. It, was a, it was a show um was it the so best I, musical ever no but it was a good one <laughs> okay okay that's I mean, the blurb well okay it, no it's a really good musical and it's really well constructed and it's really well performed and it's i mean there's so much hype about this thing right it can't possibly live up to it and it's a shame because it's really good but it's not like the second coming of broadway um so i had decided to go in cold i decided that if it's that good i don't want to spoil it and I wish that I had listened to the soundtrack album because when the the drummer and the bass guitarist kicked in, it was hard to make out some of what was being said. Luckily, that only happened infrequently, so I mostly understood everything, but there were definitely points where it's like, well, can't understand what they're fucking saying. Now, the you whole show damaged. is the soundtrack. Yeah, I yeah. did get damaged. Um... <laughs> It's like it's got great sound for a period of time before we had uh, uh, speakers and, and amplification like we do now. And so now all that amplification works against the acoustics. Well, but I can't I can't blame Gamage because I've seen shows. I mean, something awful or something rotten, whatever that right. that show was, um, had great sound. I've, I have seen shows that have solved this problem in Gamage. Oh, yeah. No, no I'm, they, I'm saying it's possible to do, but, like, if you're a sound engineer who's not used to that space, and I'm only saying this as somebody yeah. who, like, worked there when I was getting my theater major. Yeah, I know. I'm embarrassed, too. Uh, it's like, if you don't <laughs> gear your shit down, that's going to happen. You, you, yeah. <laughs> you get into this, this area of toxic noise on the stage that, yeah, everything sounds awful. So Hamilton is it it's like Les Mis in that almost everything that is said is sung but it's better than Les Mis in that everything is sung as part of an actual song. Mm. Um and the songs interweave with each other and the stage Alexander, itself has like Alexander, two spinning turntables and it's it's just really really intricate like the whole right thing now. is like a clock. It's it's very well thought through.
And am I crazy or do they treat Aaron Burr like a dick again? No, I no, they treat uh Jefferson as the one who gets shit all over. Yeah, that's uh, true. Thomas Jefferson does not come out of Hamilton well. Aaron Burr actually I think is treated with some dignity. Um he certainly has the best songs. Damn, there's a song called Wait for It that's just the shit. Yeah. Death doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. It takes and it takes and it takes and we can live in any way. We rise and we fall and we break and we make mistakes. And if there's a reason I'm still alive when everyone who loves me has died, I'm willing to wait for it. Wait for it. I'm willing to wait for it. And um, the, so the touring company, and I think it's the same one that's going to where to Portland. I know you're going to go see it later this year, Eric. But um, the touring company we had, I think we had a a better Washington George Washington than is on the uh, original Broadway soundtrack, and a, certainly a better older sister character. I can't remember the names, but mm. the older Skylar sister is way better. Um, our Burr was damn good. The, they do, you know, they do things on purpose. Like by far the darkest skinned pers- actor in the show is the one playing George Washington, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for a reason. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely good. Just don't go in expecting it to change your your life or your view of theater. It's just a really good show. Well, if I'm telling, if I'm being dead honest, uh, uh, the the tickets that we bought for the show have the 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 price the street price of these tickets has increased 400 percent since we bought them so i'm mm-hmm. not sure we're gonna see it i think we might sell them and take a trip because these things these things oh, you're gonna throw away your shot you're yeah. throwing yeah. away yeah. your throw shot. away my mm. shot that's what i'm gonna goddamn do you know what <laughs> speak less um oh one final (laughs) thing to put a button on on the talking in the theaters thing i've been wanting to do this and i may start doing it i've told my boys like one of these days we're going to go to a movie and i just want you to know this is a this is a bit but i'm going to scold you before the movie and i'm just going to stand up with me just like now you are not going to talk through this whole movie and ruin it like you did the last time. Do you understand? Like, say it real loud so that everybody around me knows. That's a th- Anyway. That's my fresh shit. Just to let uh, them know you're the kind of asshole who doesn't want to hear it. I love it. That's right. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's manipulative. I like it. So, back in uh, the 90s, when you know people read these things called magazines uh there was a magazine that whenever they did an interview they would ask the person they were interviewing what are your desert island discs and this would be like a list of cds back in the 90s we listened to music on these things called cds um Or yeah, tapes. I want you to just um, just a quick a quick uh, uh, understanding. A magazine is a website that doesn't crash, and a CD <laughs> is a music file that doesn't corrupt. Yeah, it was all really outdated. Mm. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> desert island discs were supposed to be like if you were stuck on a desert island and you can only listen to these 
I think 10 or whatever at the time, uh, records for the rest of time, what would they be? Turns out this is actually not from that magazine, which I think was Spin, but I really don't remember. Uh, this has apparently been a BBC thing, thing since the 40s. Um, nice. So, uh, so we're really, really not, we're not even reviving a dead thing from this magazine. It's been going on on the BBC the whole time. Hmm. But I thought, hey, uh, I like music episodes, so I wanted to talk to you guys about what your Desert Island discs might be. Uh, okay, so- but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on record and say that I'm participating, but I don't like the idea of Desert Island discs because, oh, yeah. you, have, because you have to winnie it down. So basically, you, you have to chuck whole segments of music that you'll never hear again, theoretically. And- at the same time, for any anything like this, you do need to put in the caveat: no greatest hits allowed. <laughs> yeah, I actually wanted to ask that question because that was that was a, no, a loophole. It was definitely I dis- there. I disagree. I think you can put whatever you fucking want because it's your desert island and you listen uh. to what you want. <laughs> All right. So I so my problem is that I got I I asked everybody to pick five. I picked four, and then like for my fifth, I'm just stuck, and I have like this list of runners up, and I don't know what to do with <laughs> well, the fifth. Well, one. truth be told, I did the the full ten because I really just had trouble. So oh okay, <laughs> so we'll we'll see. How many I'll do you have, Eric? Because maybe we could just make it a ten here. Um, I I I mean I have ten. Uh, I, 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 I was only going to give five cause I didn't think we were going to use the whole time. Yeah. Cause there's right, three of well, us. Let's, let's do this then. Let's do top 10, but we'll just rattle off, uh, 10 through six without getting too deep into them. How about that? And then we'll okay. get into our top fives. I would, I would actually be interested to find out how many of ours are on your list, Brian. And as the John McLaughlin of this show, you would then tell us whether or not we're right or wrong. wrong 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 the correct answer Uh, is negative land (laughs) oh shit i have no negative land on my desert island discs because i'm already wrong i'm wrong i don't know wrong yeah i don't know if i'm (laughs) taking Uh, am i going first i don't i mean i yeah eric go ahead give us your 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 10 through 6 okay Uh, escape from noise They're in no particular order, but Escape from Noise. Mm-hmm. I, 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 just... I need that album around me at all times, and I love that yeah. Like all of us kind of... Eh, we all sort of and... glommed onto it from each other. I learned it from Chris, who learned it from Brian, or maybe it's the other way around, I don't know, but it's like there's a, a lineage. That sound is more important than you are. That sound is more important than your entire life. And it will stop you from having an orgasm on the Playboy channel. Am I wrong? It is It is a true classic. And it's the band Negative Land that didn't get mentioned. For anybody that's out there listening that has no idea what we're talking about. So, yeah, there. Uh, oh, that no. clarifies it for people who didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You just gotta li- uh, like the great thing is you can find all these things on YouTube, and they're just sort of they're sound sculptures, uh, but they're funny. They're not like boring Yoko Ono. They're they're funny, and they're I don't know, weird. Uh, yeah. uh, Narls Barkley Saint Elsewhere definitely okay. on there. I have not heard that one. What's the big uh, hit on that one? But I want to say you're wrong. 
Uh, <laughs> that's, oh, really? Oh. No, that's the one. No, where, I don't know. Uh, oh, God. It's what? Gone Daddy Gone. Crazy, the, right? The cover um, they crazy. do. Uh, yeah, Crazy. Okay. Saying Elsewhere. Feng Shui. Uh, yeah. Did you ever notice that... Uh, oh, wait. Never mind. Was Gnarls Barkley... It was... Uh, what, who, who were the two guys in that one? One's the... CeeLo Green and somebody. Yeah. Did you ever notice that CeeLo Green looks kind of like a T-Rex? He's got really short arms. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say about that. That's, that's such an odd just 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 <laughs> side road. Um uh keep, just uh, keep rolling, keep rolling. Okay, Gordon uh, Whitefoot, uh I can't think of anything specifically, so I have to But oh, uh Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. That's actually okay, my okay. number one, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. And well, we're, I mean, we'll get to the best ones, but... Oh, okay, then. We'll come not not that. I didn't, I didn't just say that. I, okay. That didn't happen. Yeah. I don't know. Pick somebody some else go. Spot. I feel like I'm just, just All like, right. wandering. Chris, like, give me your 10 through 6. Uh, well, I'm like Eric. I don't have them in order. So okay. I guess we, we didn't do our homework well enough. But right, I, Do you I have can your bottom of, five? Can you kind of I can gauge this for down? you, but yeah. Now, the problem for me was when I started this, uh, you wind up with a list and then you look at it and I realized that there were no uh, women on the top ones and that Sexist. kind of bothered me somehow. And so then you start thinking, well, what am I missing? So then I, you, know, you kind of pepper them in. And then the other thing is you kind of like look at what genres you're actually looking to cover. It's like, well, what if, if mm. I really had like these particular ones and nothing else, what would I want? And so then you have to mm. kind of, for me, have to come up with what is a good example of genre X that you can uh, to work. Your with methodology more. is 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 different from mine, but this is interesting. Yeah. Okay. So it's so I was kind of going for because because for me it's music sort of as a soundtrack to mood. Uh, so okay. if you if you want happy, you need happy. If you want melancholy, you, you know whatever. So I'm thinking, if I'm alone on a desert island, uh, what will keep me from topping myself uh, in an, enough? Uh, so that's kind of where I approached it. Um, okay. So as far as uh, a couple of the ones that were sort of later additions, uh, this was a hard one. So it, basically, anything by the Pixies from '87 to '91. I don't care which album. Uh, mm. I'll take any of them. Doolittle probably would edge them out if I really had a gun to my head. Uh, but I'd go Bossa Nova, but that's my number two. Well, actually, yeah. well, yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I, Bossa Nova came in number two because uh, there 
there are more tracks on Doolittle that I still sing along with, uh, like Gouge Away and whatnot. Um, and it has sure. wave and it has wave of mutilation, which is, is classic. Uh, and then I had uh, Parallel Lines by Blondie. I'm in the fumble, it's a water cause of war. Uh, excellent choice. Because it's Mar- Marauder, I think, is involved in that one. I can't remember. Uh, but it's got... Uh, not sure if he was. But yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't remember. It's a great album. Uh, but it's got... Marauder was Call Me in yeah. like the following year. So it was like pre... But anyway, it's Blondie, Parallel Lines from 79. And it's got Heart of Glass, which is probably my favorite Blondie song. just puts me in a good mood uh and hanging then, on the telephone's a good kickoff song yeah yeah uh and then i had and this is goes against eric eric's rule of uh of compilation discs but i couldn't pick a new order album that i wanted so i thought mm. i thought i thought substance, substance but then i thought no i found another one that's uh from 2015 which is a re-release it's the singles so basically substance is all their 12 inches singles mm. does all the seven inches ah. and singles has uh, as a a bunch of different tracks on it, uh, but it's got Fine Time, which is not on Substance. Yeah, I really like Fine Time, uh, just in general. So I I chose Singles. Uh, but it's just got a bunch of weird different edits. It's even got the 88 version of Blue Monday. Um, and then a bunch of like different mixes that are, are newer-ish. Uh, but unfortunately, they don't have the Bizarre Love Triangle version of the video where they do the break and then the couple's talking. Uh, I always enjoy that. You no, know, you're a real up person. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. I refuse to believe in reincarnation because I don't want to come back as a bug or as a rabbit. Uh, you're a real up person. Uh, and then, uh, la, la, la. and then, uh, oh, and then the Beauty and the Beat by the Go-Go's. Uh, oh, good choice. Oh, okay. Because uh, uh, I like Karen Valentine's bass work. Uh, I probably would have gone with the greatest hits for them just because I love so much on vacation. But if I have to pick between the two, yeah, I'd, I'd go old school. Oh, gee. Yeah. Well, I did... I did. I did. Beauty and the Beat just because it's got more of the ones I like. Plus, it's got uh, skid marks on my heart, which I dig. And the the demo version of that is really fun. But the thing I like most about the Go Go's is that if you hear their demo work, I mean, they were kind of punky. And then when they did their album, they kind of got glossed over and became sort of this pop band. But you can still hear it. So it's fun to, to listen to him. My favorite Go-Go's album is Talk Show. 
That's um, another good one because that's head, the one with head over heels. head over heels <laughs> has probably my favorite favorite bass riff of any. Exactly, go-go's. same here. Got that, same here. Yeah, it's got that just break where you know do 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 and then uh, and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so those would be sort of the 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 add-ons towards the end of my right. list. So that's kind of where I was was coming. So they're not my top choices, uh, but they definitely would yep. be in the top. All right. So while you guys were doing this, I trimmed my also rans down to five and threw one of them into the top five. Um, and that meant that I, because Eric was anti greatest hits, I dropped the Journey Greatest Hits album. <laughs> oh, you need uh, to keep I'm that sorry in there. To drop man. a bomb on your shit. I mean, if you, if you, if you're into no, the it's okay. Days. It's okay. It's just Eric. You don't have um, to follow that rule. Yeah, it's just yeah, me. But you notice how Nobody I said it anyway, even though I said I dropped it. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, there's no rules. Um, he dropped it like it's hot. So my my methodology wasn't wasn't about representing different genres or any. It was simply me thinking about what are the albums that I'm always down to listen to. Like if they come on, I'm good. I can just I can listen to this album. And it turns out there aren't as many of those as I thought. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so in my bottom <laughs> tier. Um, is it because eventually everything sucks or because you you're too eclectic? <laughs> All of these are great albums. I mean, I, I had to make some painful cuts here. There's some stuff I w- wish was on here that well, isn't. Well, I really wish Journey's um, Greatest Hits was on there, but whatever. Well, hey, don't stop believing. We won it? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, all right. So Peter Gabriel's So album from uh, okay. 1986. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's like the worst song on it yeah uh, it's but it's like the camera, biggest hit it's the biggest it's a hit really good album big time big time is the best song on there I think. well in your eyes is probably the one that lives the longest yeah i like it when it comes on the radio and you get the the version of in your eyes where the the is he Indian? When you get back in? The African yeah. singers. Okay. Right. Yeah. That was like the same year that Paul Simon did Graceland. It was like the year where all of the, yeah. the hippies had to go bring the African vibe, right? Yeah. Um, okay. So that's that's one of them. Um, this one was a dark horse that found its way into my list as I was kind of just flipping through my catalog, but I'm going to put The Seventh Dream of Teenage Heaven by Love and Rockets yeah, on my David Island. I had sort of waffled on Love and Rockets because they were a huge, huge thing for me uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, and I waffled between that one and Express. So, good choice. Yeah, I had to take this one over Express. It just it has too many great tracks, like um, Dog End of a Day Gone By in yeah. particular. Dude, Haunted When the Minutes Drag is the one that gets me. Yeah. I love that song I mean, The so whole much. album is great. The whole album is great. So. Haunted by Um, okay, these other ones, maybe stuff you don't know. I don't know. Um, okay, well, one you definitely know. Whatever and Ever Amen 
by Ben Folds Five. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's my favorite Ben Folds Five album. I, I mean, Reinhold Messner is good, but this one is is the tops. True. I think it's I think um, it's certainly the most fun. I think the Reinhold Messner was like the you know almost their it was their coda. It was their statement. But yeah, that doesn't well, make plus it, it was as sort good. of like mm-hmm. that's yeah that's sort of like their their post college radio period. It's yeah. like suddenly they were legitimate somehow. I don't really know. Yeah. I mean, I've kind of outgrown whatever an everyday meant from a like a the perspective of it. You know, but I definitely there was a time when I had not outgrown this album. Yeah. And, well, I'd uh, say if and I very much identified with if, it. If if I'm listening to uh say my iPod or whatever and one angry dwarf and two hundred solemn faces comes on. I will. Uh, I will uh, crank it. It's I, fun. I love. No, the, I love the whole. That's how you start an album. Yeah. That album is just that, that. That just grabs you by the nose. Yeah, hey, listen to this fucking good. album. I, this I, is happening. The ballad of "Who Could Care Less" is about so many people I knew yes. in the nineties. Cure. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And then Song for the Dump because it's got one of the the greatest choruses ever. I mean, Give me my money back. <laughs> Give me my money back, you bitch. <laughs> you know what's like, funny? Yes. I, yep. I remember listening to that song at the time and going, that's so funny. Somebody understands. And now I listen to it and I go, that's so funny. Making fun of those dopey ass white kids who are <laughs> exactly. so exactly. off about their t-shirt because they got yeah. dumped. Fuck you. That's yeah. like, I'm yeah. always angry. What's the matter with me? What is the matter with you? <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So... Um, stuff I got into when I wasn't really talking to either of you for a while. Um, so there's an artist, uh, he's actually our age. Uh, he's still relevant, um, dance music artist. Uh, he calls himself BT and his album, These Hopeful Machines is a tour de force of synthesizer editing. Really, quite good. Um, so I would, I would point you towards that. And what is it called again? And these hopeful machines. Okay, is the name of the album. He's got a, he's got a number of good songs, but that, but that's the album that I would, uh, that I would take my desert island.
And then my rounding out my bottom five is a chill album, uh, Zero Seven Simple Things. at all with that no i am not so zero seven is this really like ibiza like mellow uh vibe thing it's a couple couple producers from england and this album is just um it it's it's really sad in places (laughs) but it's it's really beautiful and uh i'd recommend it i can That's bottoms. Um, how do you guys want to proceed? Do you want to just go down uh, like the next few, maybe, and then we'll do top twos? Um, uh, I'm, I'm like, making this like, up. Like build the suspense, you mean? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I can tell you my top five list is a lot tighter than my you know the 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 other because the other five were just sort of oh yeah and that but like my top yeah, five is exactly. t- I don't know about you, Chris, but I could stand it just to go through the five. All right, we'll just go through the five. Sure. Eric, count them down for okay, us. Okay, let me pull that Number five. file up, because for once I wrote junk <laughs> down. Um, well, or do we want to all do, do we all want to, do we all want to do our, let's f- do our fives, fives at the same time? round, and then fours. Okay, let's, Yeah, let's do that. So, Eric, you're number five. Five in the round. Okay, and, um, but just before I start, though, my thinking really with this was uh, the album as a whole has to work, not just a lot of good songs. Uh, yes. It's, okay. Yeah, uh, generally, I say no covers. That's why the Gnarls Barkley one didn't score as high as it did. Uh, and no greatest I can hits. Go there. That, but that's just me. This is just me. This is the thinking I went in with. Uh, Steely Dan's Asia is number five. I would have said the box set. Asia's good, and I like that they spell it with a J. So for years and years, I thought it was aha. And then <laughs> I started hearing the music press call it the, the way you should. And then yeah. I felt the woman's like I name. So what, yeah. what are your favorite cuts on that one? Oh, uh, well, Asia, uh, Black Cow. Um, okay. The thing is, I listen to it so much on the box set, which is in order of their albums. So, I mean, I'm from, I know what's on the album. It's just yeah, it's tough to remember exactly what's on Asia. But it's well, like, oh, I can't For me, of, it's going to get hard to call out tracks because yeah. these are albums, yeah. right? Like. But at well, the same like, time, uh, Asian it's hard to not like anything Steely Dan. I'm really kind of, you know, a loon that you're way. Kind of, you, car, you, you are kind of a, a, a Steely Dan nerd. You remember uh, that one episode? More so than anyone did. else I know. 
There was that one episode we did where Chris's mic uh, didn't work, and so we recorded Chris right. in the you know, afterwards coming in, and he said the funniest <laughs> thing is I'm talking about Steely Dan because I didn't realize I'd said it like 14 times in two minutes, and Chris says, "Say Steely Dan again." Yeah, we'll talk about Steely Dan I bet he's going to say Steely Dan again. And I did. I did. (laughs) All right. Chris, you're number five. My number five, uh, I chose Skylarking by XTC. Uh, Okay. It's it's just one of those albums that never fails to put me in my happy place, like no matter what's going on. I mean, it starts with Summer's Cauldron and then goes into Grass. because it's just this weird sort of soundscape uh, and but then it's also got uh, Dear God which is the most uh, yeah. cynical biting song uh, that to, got my to, attention yeah uh, but the cool thing about this 1, album 1,000 Umbrellas yeah is one of my favorites how can you thing is just immaculately produced and i didn't know this until much later that uh it's produced by todd rundgren so that's Mm, why ah. it's so slick uh and he actually does a lot of work uh on a bunch of the songs that you'll hear him in the background playing various instruments Uh, but for me it's the the big hit is dear god but the the song grass uh just always 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 puts me in just a really stellar mood and i don't know i think it's just the way it goes from stop, top to bottom. It's just a very even, happy, fun place. Kind of thing. Uh, on, the, on the list of songs that I might cover someday, Earn Enough for Us is way up on that list. Yeah. Um, I think that's I, a great Honestly, great there, there, there's not a track on that, that album that I don't enjoy, uh, but some are more than others. Yeah. Uh, but I thought if I'm going to be trapped on an island, uh, I'm definitely taking that with me. I'll so. be honest. I was not that. I'm not that familiar with the album, but I do remember the Dear God song. And it, it, when I first heard it, I was I realized someone else out there is an atheist. Dear God, don't know if you know this, but your name is on all the quotes in this book. As crazy humans wrote it, you should take a look. I really had never gone <laughs> exactly. outside of exactly. my bubble. <laughs> it's, and yeah, it's, it's just like, now nah, everybody believes in God except me. I see through this horse shit. And, uh, yeah.
probably the most popular song about atheism ever. Yeah. Probably the yes. only one. <laughs> All right. So my number five, and Eric's going to hate me for this. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, goody. Oh, goody. Uh, so the Pink Floyd album that makes the cut for me here is The Division. I album. knew it. I knew it. What do you want from me? <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> yep. Uh, sorry, dude. I don't hate you. I, I, I love for you. Floyd. Oh my god. <laughs> I, more than wish you were. I here. love Floyd in general. More than metal. Uh, more than uh, animals. Yes. More than Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, especially more than animals. More than the Wall. Dark Side was a contender. The Wall was a contender. <laughs> oh Even the final cut was a contender. Oh, they're all um, contenders. Let's be real. It's I, Floyd. I, I, Damn. I, I don't know you. I don't don't know you <laughs> again my criteria was my criteria was an album that i'm down to listen to whenever it comes on and this is this it's that I mean, god that's like that's like coldplay singing gospel <laughs> well yeah sorry it's there. No, it's okay. it's fine. It's fine. No shame. No shame. Unless you're Eric. Uh, at the yeah. very least, High Hopes is an all-timer for Pink Floyd. Come yeah. on. The grass was green. It's cool. I just I, I enjoy the comedy of not liking stuff. So yeah, <laughs> I enjoy pissing you off. That's exactly. okay. My list exactly. sucks. Nice. <laughs> All right, Eric, number four. Okay. Uh, keep putting this list down. Quattro. Uh, okay, number four. Uh, Black Sabbath's Paranoid. That yes, I almost put top. I almost album. put it on there. Every song just it works, and there's a flow to. It. I there's no clunkers. I I would say actually no. I couldn't put Metallica's Master of Puppets on this list because in a way it copies uh, Paranoid in in its structure. Yeah. So I so I I love them both, but I would say yeah, Sabbath. Yeah, I honestly had flirted with that on my list, uh, but it just. I don't know why it didn't make. The, I think it's just because you go down that rabbit hole. It's like, well, then I need this one, and then I need this one. So, yeah, so, so I that, had a hard time with metal. Yeah, screaming so that, for vengeance would have made my metal. Okay. If, mm, if yeah. It, well, is that Judas Priest? Yeah, that's a well. Priest would be a good choice too. I mean, I yeah, it was tough, but for Paranoid, because uh, I re-listened to it again while I was sort of prepping for all of this, and uh, and it just it rocks. And like the end, the when they do fairies with boots, mm-hmm. that that whole thing to as the code of the album, and then you get that doom, 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 and then they kind of and- just uh, roll it through. Oh, and because it's the first Sabbath album, it's underproduced. There isn't a market for hair metal horseshit, and so it's really a garage band that's doing some awesome shit. You know, it, yeah. it's Ozzy Osbourne living on his dad's couch while you know he's trying to earn yeah, enough exactly, money for a pre. Exactly. exactly. So yeah, and it's got some riffs, man. It's it's got some riffs, but yeah, Tony Iommi, I just I, it kills me that he's missing uh, one of his fingers because he used to work in a steel mill. 
And so basically, all the, the reason that all of their riffs sound so Sabbathy is because he had to learn how to play uh, missing part of his digging. I always like that story. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why you get the Sabbath sound. So yeah, good choice. That no one's going to get unless they show some real commitment and get a butcher knife. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's so metal. That's metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Chris, number uh, four. So my, my number four pick, uh, it's uh, Muswell Hillbillies by the Kinks. Uh it's. I went through a big, huge Kinks phase, uh, like late night, like '99, and just started from the beginning. But then I got to the later uh, period, and this sort of is like '71, uh, and this is when they started to kind of come out of this weird banishment that they'd had in the states, because they had all that early rocker stuff, and then they were deemed. Uh, like pornographic and offensive by the status quo. And they basically just got shunned uh, in America. And so they turned really inward and started making songs specifically about living in England. Uh, And this is part of it, but this is much more cynical. And he's got songs in there called 20th century man, which is basically it's uh, all about just being in the modern life and how much it it sucks. Uh, and then Complicated Life, which is an amazing song. So it's just basically to me, it's it's my favorite Kinks album. So I had to put it on there, and it's another one that always puts me in a good spot because it's just got really good hooks. Uh, so if you don't know it, I would recommend you you go out and hear it because it's it's tops. All right, my own. So, um, you're gonna hate my number four even more. Um, good, him or me. So this. Uh, I don't know. Um, it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's, okay, it's wonderful. It, it better not knows. be. Yeah, <laughs> it better not be "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road" by Elton John. It really isn't. <laughs> okay, no. Th- so this is. It's one of my own albums. Um, okay, it is That's scratching j- the itch. Why bother? Which is literally <laughs> an album written for myself. Um, um, well, I guess yeah. If you're gonna be by yourself, <laughs> listening to your own stuff, that is that is awesome. Oh my god! You know the story of uh, of uh, uh, Steven Seagal hosting Saturday Night Live, and uh, he's, no. he's he's he, he's like talking with the cast guys, and I can't remember his name. The the guy who's in all the Adam Sandler movies, saying you can do it. That guy. He tells the story of uh, Steven Seagal being there and saying, "I just read the greatest screenplay." And he's like, oh, yeah? Yeah. You know who wrote it? Who? Me. I <laughs> tried so hard to please and still I failed. Pushed beyond my limits till I flailed. 
myself inadequate to the task I, I will say this. I am proud of this album. This is the best music I'm ever going to write. It is a solid, a contiguous album. It actually works in a loop. You can play in a loop and, and still work as an album. It covers the destruction of my marriage and the, the days afterwards, the aftermath. Um, and so it is... It is my version of the wall. Is uh, I will call it that, and y'all can laugh at me if you want. Fuck you. It, I love this thing, and I can always. Time will suck all the life around me. Let me leave this hole behind. Let me leave this hole behind. Let me leave this. Let me leave this hole behind. Oh, let me leave this hole behind. Let me. sent me a copy uh, when you had finished it and so I've got it on my iTunes and it'll it, it pops up every now and then and like, that sounds like Bri- oh it is Brian and then I revisit it so yeah it's a good album oh, thank you I appreciate that you're welcome alright I'm moving on Eric mm. number three uh, yeah number three Pixies Doolittle um, okay All right. the Pixies always so work and it was actually a tough choice to, to figure out which one pick but I, yeah. I love wave of mutal i i mean actually uh the complete b-sides collection has a better version of wave of mutilation but uh yeah can we get like a special edition of doolittle with the uk surf yeah version exactly at the end exactly as an extra track yeah but uh number 13 baby is one of my favorite songs of this <laughs> I was just there's so many songs on the album that are god damn i think trump lamond is the only album of theirs like i really don't care for but gouge away gouge away <laughs> is yeah. just a, a study in how to build because it just gets bigger and bigger and until you're screaming and you're driving yeah. 109 miles an hour and you don't know how you got there For me, it's it's I bleed is the one that does that because you just get Frank Black mm, just yeah. doing that lyric and it's like oh god damn it it's just like I I don't know if I need to go punch somebody or if I need to go just sit down in a corner and calm down I don't know what mm. I'm doing 
So yeah, I always whenever here comes your man comes on, and I like the song. I, I, I have nothing again. I know it's their pop song, but I like it. But every time I hear it, I think it's something that they would play on the Corny Collins show in Hairspray. <laughs> when I when I married Jolene, I walked down the aisle to a string quartet arrangement of "Here Comes Your Man." Nice. Nice. True story. <laughs> Bravo, sir. <laughs> All right. What's your number three? All right. Uh, or number four. Well, we number four is Chris. No, I, we did was, my number four. We're on number, number threes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so Chris I lost track because we were talking about Pixies. My number threes, uh, I had to look for a song or an, uh, an album or a band that I could be aggro with. Because uh, you just need yeah. to release sometimes on a on a desert island, and so I hemmed and hawed, and that's where uh, Sabbath was sort of in the running for that for a while, but I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out, uh, and then it finally just dawned on me one day. Uh, so I chose uh, the album by the Damned, 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 uh, from 1977, uh, because it's pseudo punky. It's aggro. There's a lot of energy. Uh, but it's also fairly slick and it's fun to listen to. But that's the one that's got neat, neat, mm. neat on it that was on uh, the Baby Driver oh, soundtrack. But it's also got like a uh, uh, new rose which is just got it's just a killer killer uh setup and it's just like da 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 I got a new rose I got a good Yes, I knew that I always would I can't stop to mess around I got a brand new rose in town and this is so snotty and it's just Dave Vanian just singing like only Dave Vanian can uh, and the coolest thing about it, I didn't know this until uh, this week, but it was produced by Nick Lowe, who did Cruel to be Kind. Mm-hmm. So it's got oh. that sort of snotty energy to it, uh, and it's just fun. But basically, it was uh, it was the first full-length album uh, by a punk band to be released in the UK. So I thought that was interesting, too. But it's just really? super high energy. Yeah, it's super high energy. Uh, and you can't be leading off with neat, 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 and then it's just all, all coda from there. Yeah. It's awesome. I think that album when they toured it, they were the opening act for uh, Mark Boland. Yeah, they did a they did a, a bunch of openings for for folk, but yeah, yeah, I think that and, was and I didn't know this, but like yeah, all the UK punkers were really into um, uh, T Rex. It's like yeah, it kind of makes sense. What else would they look to? What else was there? Glam. Mm. <laughs> yeah but it's just i mean it's it's just enough punk to kind of uh get you rocking and rolling and uh i mean they've got one called fan club uh where they basically just uh shit all over people for being being fans uh i mean it's just <laughs> it's just so it's just so snotty it's good uh so yeah there you have it nice yeah Okay, um, so as we get into these top three, we're all going to get more predictable, I think. Although the damned was uh, out of left field from I didn't see that one coming. Whoops. <laughs> Number three from me, Pretty Hate Machine, Nine Inch Nails. I knew something was going to crop up. Yeah. That okay. Is 
I mean, I said it before, that album rewrote my brain. Like, that was the one where in 89, and it's not that there hadn't been industrial music before. You know, we had been listening to Ministry uh, evolve from their, like, new wave roots all the way through Twitch into Stigmata, and and yet uh, there was nothing like Nine Inch Nails. When that, when that hit, it was a fucking hammer between the eyes. Yeah. That, like, does it lead off a terrible lie? It leads off with, um, I'm head like a hole. Sorry, it leads that's off with right, head like a right. hole. That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. And then goes into terrible lies. Okay. goes into down in it and then finally lets up for a moment with with some some of the slower stuff but uh yeah that that is just a tour de force that was always good road trip music uh yes i always had fun with that and then as a side it's not on the album but i always enjoyed it as well when uh resner covered get down make love by queen It's just that really crunchy, it, rocky. I think it counts because it was a B-side on the Sin okay. single. Okay. So yeah, um, that, that one always uh, just I cr- I mean it would come on in the in the car and I would just crank it. You couldn't you couldn't not. Yes. Yeah. My <laughs> Eric is right, noticeably I guess I quiet. I would have gone with broken, but then that's how I was introduced to Nine Inch Nails. Oh, uh, and see for me, I prefer the fixed EP to broken, which is which is a really broken version of broken actually, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, um eric number two number two um well i had a tough time picking here we're doing too. the funny five huh <laughs> it's like we're doing the dr demento number of the funny yeah five. that's right oh yeah we god we gotta get that with the xylophone for number three <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I love David Bowie. I, I just, my whole life I've been like, David Bowie is just the awesomest awesome, right? No matter what mood yeah. or phase I was in, David Bowie works. Um, and there are two albums of his he, he has that I think are absolutely perfect. Uh, one of them is Ziggy Stardust, but edging it out for my number two was Aladdin Sane. Aladdin Sane okay. is just, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's operatic. It's punk. It's 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 fun. I can listen to every track on there. I can leave it on repeat all day, and I won't get bored of it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a good thing to have on a desert island. I think. Yeah, I I sort of wrestled with getting Bowie on there, uh, and it was tough. It's it's kind of there's so much to choose from. At some point, you just start shutting down. Yeah. So yeah. But like yeah, the, and you the, uh, artists like Prince are like that too. It's like. Yeah. 
I'm going to just abandon this whole genre and this amazing artist, but, eh, you know. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. it's like you, you have these songs like uh, Cracked Actor. sounds like you know uh, a grunge song i mean that's you know it's way ahead of its time and it's fun and it's yeah. fast and it's tight and it's beady and then you have songs like lady grinning soul or aladdin sane which are i don't know they're just insane art ballads that album <laughs> excellent yeah nice chris number two my number two uh and this will probably be considered another left field ish uh but i had to throw something from the the jazz realm in there because that is oh, okay. something something that i always uh enjoy uh as sort of just a chill out relax kind of thing uh and then the question became which one to do. As Jab's albums go, this one's a very obvious one to select, but it's also notable because it's pretty much considered one of the greatest jazz albums ever. Uh, but it's Kind of Blue by Miles Davis. Uh, there's only five tracks on it, but it is the most chill, amazing thing that you will ever listen to. It starts with the song called So What that has this really awesome uh, sort of chord progression that they do. And then they all kind of come in and do their solos. So it's sort of when they were shedding the whole bop thing and they were going in a whole new direction. But it's just like when you hear jazz, this is essentially what I think of when I think jazz. It's just, it's this. Uh, and then, it, you know, it had John Coltrane on it. Uh, it had Bill Evans, who's a, a pianist, uh, Cannonball Adelie. So just that the whole crew are all notables in their own right. But this one, uh, just nails it and so it's it's one of those where i put it on and then i immediately just go ah oh, everything is okay and then i move on so that's my thing hmm. so maybe i was wrong about the predictability thing entirely uh, <laughs> <laughs> well i should have known that you know chris was going to <laughs> fuck you okay um so my number two is haunted by Poe. I don't know um, Poe very well. Interesting. So she's only got two albums, and she kind of stopped recording after this one. But this album is amazing. Uh, 
her brother wrote a book called House of Leaves. And this album is a companion to House of Leaves. Both, both of them are about the death of their father. And she found a book of record, a box of recordings that he had made. And so the ghost of her father is woven throughout this album, criticizing her, uh, having conversations with her, actually talking to her as a child. It's a wonderful idea. But it doesn't work. Her dealing with the death of her father and owning her own adulthood and owning her femininity and owning uh, everything and ultimately shutting the door on her broken relationship with her father, but also done to just immaculate, intricate uh, music throughout. Every every song is a hit on this album. Highly recommend. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's one that uh, I just kind of slipped by, I think. In that time, so yeah, I know the name, but I I don't really know the song. Yeah, give it a listen. Okay, I will. All right. So number one, Eric, we're in suspense. It's time for number one. This is it. Here it comes, number one. Well, I already said it was Pink Floyd's "Dark Side of the Moon." Because that's what's always oh, number one for me. Because I oh, just oh, you did, okay. yeah. But you know what? And one of the reasons I, I didn't pick Dark Side is I knew Eric was going to. Well, I'm actually what I was about to say is because I you know kind of ruined it. I think for the first time, uh, it's not going to be my number one. My number one is going to be Minor Threats out of Step. <laughs> it's a punker album that uh, from uh, I think like what eighty two, and not one song is longer than three minutes. It's just fast, 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 and and fun, and uh, eh. which is which is funny because when I think about Desert Island discs and making these lists, I always want to do a list that's all like double albums. Mm-hmm. So you get more bang for your buck. <laughs> no, so it's interesting that you would make your number one choice like just the, as brevity as brevity can get. Well, <laughs> so because just super I need, short. I need something something heavy, hard, and full of adrenaline because I've got a boat to build. Because I'm on a fucking desert island, <laughs> and I'm gonna be there forever yeah. if I don't find a way off. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. I'm, what was it that we said when we were talking about this, Eric? You said you wanted the audio book, How to Build a Boat. Yeah, out of coconuts. <laughs> I wanted, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I figured, you know what, that's cheating too, you know, but there's so much that's, you know, <laughs> there, there's, there's so much you got to give into with this premise, <laughs> that you're trapped on an island, that you have electricity to listen to discs, yeah. that anyone yeah. cares what your favorite albums are, you know, it's Well, it's well I would shit. like to point out that, that Eric never said that he wanted the audiobook of how to build a gallows out of a palm tree. 
So at least we've got that going for us. <laughs> yeah. No, that I would get right. That I would get right. I don't need that. <laughs> exactly. I've exactly. been planning okay. my own suicide for so long, I assure you. <laughs> if an Eric hangs himself in the middle of the forest and there's no one around to see it. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> <laughs> else you want to say about minor threat uh yeah there no listen to it okay it's fun <laughs> chris number one uh and then this one will delve hardcore into the obvious territory uh but it's the debut album by the violent femmes uh that leads oh, off with yes. blister in the sun uh every single song on this album uh i will sing along to uh it doesn't really matter which one uh, when I first heard this album, it hit me like a ton of bricks. It just that that was one of the the changeable moments for me, uh, and then I just sort of consumed everything that they did from that point. Uh, but this is the strongest album. Uh, I mean, it's got Kiss Off. It's got added up. Why can't I get just one fuck? Why can't I get just one fuck? I guess it's got something to do with luck. But I waited my whole life for just one day. After day, I get angry. And I will say that the day is in my sight. When I take a bow, say goodnight. Uh, it's got Gone, Daddy, Gone. I mean, it's just, just every single song. It is the Violent Femmes album. Yeah, basically, yeah. And it, it, it went platinum for good reason, because it's just, it's all solid. Uh, but Kiss Off is probably the best track, because it is so singable. And when I've seen them in concert, they play it, and the whole crowd just gets into it and sings along and it's just no you can't help me so that's why it's three for my heartache and four 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 for my headaches and five 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 for my lonely and six 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 for my sorrow and seven seven and then tomorrow and eight eight I forget what eight was for nine 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 for the lost gods ten 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 Yeah, were we, did we go to the, see them together at Miss Amphitheater? Uh, I think, yeah, I think we went to the one they were touring three uh, as an album. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. And they were doing the, the cover of Culture Club, uh, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? It was the big hit. Uh, but yeah. I'd forgotten that. But yeah. yeah. Well, the, the first time I saw them was in 89. And it was when we graduated high school and my brother had come into town and it was like two days later, they were playing at the Mesa amphitheater and he took me. And so that was back when they would sell beer and Cokes and things at the same concession. And so he had the, the wristband. So I bought a Coke 
And then basically I dumped it out and he poured his beer into my Coke cup. And, uh, and he just kept doing that through the entire show. Uh, and <laughs> I was 18 and I got so, so drunk. I just, it was awful. But I had so much fun because <laughs> it was the Violent Femmes, and it was just the best show ever. I literally was just dancing on the on the grass tier thing, whatever, uh, where everybody's out there, and uh, yeah. So that's always intertwined with my Violent Femmes experience. All right. Hmm. So my number one is obviously Dangerous by Michael Jackson. Dangerous. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you almost got me! Damn it! <laughs> That's all right. I'm on board. I remember you. You had a friend yeah. who uh, you, you you were friends on a video game level, and he told you. I guess his favorite artist was Michael Jackson, and you told me you cannot take anyone serious as an artist or a friend if their favorite artist is Michael Jackson. <laughs> exactly. I probably softened on that stance. I mean, there's some value to Michael Jackson, although I do like that. Uh, uh guccione jr's review of dangerous in spin magazine at the time was a single word and it just said crap (laughs) (laughs) excellent no uh my number one is black celebration by depeche mode because of course it is it's a black celebration yeah yeah it is the best depeche mode album uh it is the most albumy Depeche Mode album in that like it has a flow to it that the others lack yeah and uh, it's just so interwoven with my personal growth as a human being that I, I can't not listen to it do you have a favorite track on it or is it just the whole album is what you like mm, stripped might be The, the the title track is is one of the best. Okay. Um, you tell me if full you, of nothing. Tell me but, if you think I'm wrong, but the slow like the slow songs on a Nine Inch Nails album sound like the regular mm-hmm. songs on a Depeche Mode album from that period because stripped <laughs> and yeah, hurt kind of have the same trudge. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't agree with you on that uh, one. Okay. Stripped is. Uh, a little, a little more uh, up tempo than that, but okay. uh, but I get where you're coming yeah. from. No, um, yeah, the world full of nothing is a good one. That's the one um, that ends with the phrase that you know he's just repeat. Though it's not love, it means something over and over. Yeah. And, then, and then it goes out uh, with uh, oh, what's the fucking name of this song? Uh, but not tonight. Um, that's a that's a good poser. Okay. I mean, yeah. one of the things about that album is that sonically, it really was the perfect version of the Depeche Mode sound as well. Uh, just the production of it, the samples they were using, the... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's my favorite. It's a good one. I like that you didn't so choose... I feel so sad uh, that none of my picks, and I don't think any of your you guys' picks, are uh, within the last 15 to 20 years. Except for, you know, no. um, scratching the itch, but... 
I had noticed that trend when I was making my list, and this is my rationalization for it. It's if I'm going to be on an island and all I'm going to have is this number of albums and that's it, I'm not going to take something newer that I potentially will get tired of in right. five years. I'm going to take something that I know that I will listen to because I have been listening to it. So but at the same time, the we haven't heard it. any music in the last 15, 20 years that you know rocks our socks off enough that we would put it on that list. No, that, the Poe album is barely in under that wire. Yeah. I think it was 2003. Yeah, and uh, the BT album is more recent than that, but it's yeah. still at least five years old. Hmm. Yeah, and I struggled to come up with newer artists that I enjoy, uh, but ultimately I just couldn't put them on a list that was that short. So. Yeah, hmm. but I just feel if old. you know, <laughs> if this was like uh, Desert Island iPods and you had uh, 20 gigs. Uh, then yeah, no problem. Right. So well, so here's a, here's how I think about that. I think it literally has to do with the fact that your brain is still forming at you know younger ages, right? And you're forming these neural pathways, and so really the music that was big when you were maybe age eleven to twenty one, that yeah. ten year period, literally physically imprints on your brain, and nothing else after that like can affect you the same way like it's yeah. just not going to be as impactful oh. but for the you're not full of hormones or yeah. whatever I but for that. the record uh sports by huey lewis in the news did not make my cut and that was a very <laughs> influential album in my early years the so, american psycho uh, absolutely got that album right yeah they totally did <laughs> agreed <laughs> uh so yeah, that's uh, that's us uh, Desert Island Discs. Please yeah, send us stuff. your Desert Island Discs. We'd love to hear what you're into and what we missed and why yeah. we're done. Like at least your top send three. Send us emails about music you liked so that we can drop clips of them in the show when we read your email. You can email us at magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com or, or, or tweet them at maghuge or, or, or send them on Facebook, facebook.com slash magnificentlyhuge. Do it, motherfuckers. Jesus, how many times do we have to beg? Christ. <laughs> oh, baby, look at you. Don't you look like Susie Sue? How long does it take to get that way? What a terrible waste of energy. You wear black clothes, say you're poetic. The sad truth is you're just pathetic. Get into the groups, get out of my way. I came here to drink, not to get laid. So why don't you just go on home? If you want to moan, you have to moan alone. You'll dance to anything. 